ഹിമിനീ ജീനുഫ്യൂനാമസലുസീനുഫ്യൂനാസിൻ <coughs> ഫിമാലൂനബീസ് 200 65 and the parable of those who spend their wealth to seek allah's pleasure and for the strength and for the strengthening of their souls 
is as the parable of a garden on elevated ground upon which heavy rain falls. So it brings forth its fruit twofold. But if heavy rain falls not on it, light rain suffices. And Allah is seer of what you do. Ya ayyuhallazina amanu anfiqu min ahwayyibati ma kasabtum wa mimma akhrajna lakum min al-ard wala tayammamul حبيث منه تنفقون ولستم إلا أن تغمدوا فيه أن الله غني غني O you who believe, spend of the good things that you earn and of that which we bring you forth for you out of the earth and aim not at the bad to spend thereof while you would not take it yourselves unless you you convive at it. And know that Allah is self-sufficient and praiseworthy. And here I want to read out the note that Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali Sahib has given. The Muslims are enjoined to support the cause of truth by spending good things, things which they love, and not to even think of giving, uh, giving bad things, things which they themselves would not accept from others. Elsewhere it is said, and this is chapter 3, verse 91, you cannot attain to righteousness unless you spend out of what you love. <clears throat> there are many ahadiths of the Holy Prophet Muhammad regarding Charity and Sadda. There is a hadith in Muslim where the Holy Prophet Muhammad says, When a man dies, his deeds come to an end, except for three things Sadka Jariya, which translated means continuing charity. A knowledge which is beneficial or a virtual uh, or a virtuous descendant who prays for him for the deceased. So Sadka Jariya. So if you build a school and people are educated there, or you build a hospital and people are treated there, and anything good that you might do. Elsewhere, in both in Bukhari and Muslim, the Holy Prophet Muhammad is reported to have said, 
spend, O sons of Adam, and I shall spend on you. This is what Allah says to believers. And further on he says, this describing, defining what is charity. Your smile for your brother is a charity. Your removal of stones, thorns or bones from the paths of people is a charity. Your guidance of a person who is lost is also charity. And in another hadith, the Holy Prophet says, charity is due on every part of the body of each person, every day. So every day, you're supposed to do a good deed, every part of your body, your tongue, your eyes, your ears, your hands, your feet. To act justly between two people is charity. To help a man with his mouth, lifting him onto it or hoisting up his belonging, uh, hoisting up his belongings onto it is charity. A good word is charity. And removing a harmful thing from the road is charity. So people think of charity as uh, giving money and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, because there is so much emphasis, particularly during Ramadan on uh, zakat, etc. Correctly. Correctly. I'm not saying that is incorrect. But that is one aspect of charity that we forget that there are many other aspects of charity. And some of these are defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad in these sayings that I have just read out to you. And particularly the one where the Holy Prophet says, removing something harmful is charity. And I want to relate this to two things. Tuberculosis and coronavirus. And compare what is happening in two parts of the, the world. Tuberculosis is a, or TB as it's called, is a very old disease. It's not new, it's been around for hundreds of years. And uh, it is contagious, it is airborne. Look at the similarity with, with coronavirus. It's contagious and it's airborne. And uh, it commonly attacks the lungs but can affect another part of the body, such as bloodstream to the brain. Can you see the similarity that it attacks the lungs? What happens to most people who become critically ill with coronavirus? That they have difficulty breathing. 
and they have to go into intensive intensive care and be given pure oxygen and all this kind of thing. And this is the interesting thing. Despite being preventable, detectable and curable, can you guess how many people there are in the world who are suffering from tuberculosis? Nearly 10 million people. And you know how many people died all over the world from tuberculosis? 1.5 million. This is in one year. Each year, one and a half million people die from it. And there's hardly any intervention. There's hardly any research. Theoretically, there is a research program on it. And that is three and a half billion dollars in deficit. Three and a half billion dollars short. Now, here's another statistics. Out of those 1.5 million people who died of tuberculosis from TB, how many were in the UK? 200. And where are these, you know, vast numbers? Where are they? They're in Africa. They're in India. There's hardly anyone in Western Europe or North America who's suffering from tuberculosis and dying from tuberculosis. I just gave you statistics. All over the world, mostly Africa and India, one and a half million people died of TB. And out of those, there were only 200 in the UK. This is, we're talking about one year. When was the last vaccine for it created? 100 years ago. And it doesn't always work. There's been no research for 100 years on improving the TB vaccine. Well, mainly because if you're not going to do any research, how are you going to find cures and, and vaccine and so on? Let's take another statistics. That since coronavirus started, 5.3 million people have died of coronavirus. Now, can anyone guess how many of these People are in Europe and America, 3.7 million people. Only a few thousands have died in places like Africa. 
Now, let us compare the research that's being done. Tens of millions of pounds have been pumped into research, into vaccines for coronavirus. There are about six vaccines out there. There are programs to test people. There are programs to vaccinate people. There are programs for first jab. There are programs for second jab. There are programs for a booster jab. Forget about corona. There's a program in the UK under which people over 60 or people who have certain illnesses like diabetes and so on are given a flu jab every year. A flu booster. Because they say flu mutates, a bit like coronavirus. So there is constant research. There is constant research in flu mutations and creation of vaccines to prevent people from going down with flu. What happens with flu? You know, you get a temperature, you get a sore throat, you cough for a few days, you stay in bed and then you're better. It may be that if you have some other underlying weakness, you may become more seriously ill, but that's about it. This is why I read out from the Hadith of our beloved Prophet, the Hadith that says that even removing a harmful thing from the road is charity. And that's why I read out this verse of the Holy Quran, which says that uh, <clears throat> when you give in charity, then give, or you, be, or, or you who believe, spend of the good things that you earn and of that which we bring forth for you out of the earth and aim not at bad to spend thereof while you would not take it for yourselves etc. And Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali has explained that that means you give in charity things that you like for yourself. Does that include the vaccine for coronavirus. And the sad thing is that even rich Islamic countries are not buying thousands or millions of these doses and sending them to Africa and Asia and so on so that people may be vaccinated. It's a very sad state of affairs. We have very rich people. And when I say people, I'm addressing Muslims, owners of huge superstores and so on, grocery stores. You can't buy something like Asda without spending billions. And you know, when someone proposed that people in Africa and Asia and so on, particularly Africa, should be vac vaccinated. What was their reason? The reason they gave was not that they're human beings, just like us, just like people in Western Europe 
and America. That wasn't the reason that was given. And we should act on these injunctions of the Holy Quran and the Holy Prophet. The reason that was given was that, well, there's a lot of international travel and air travel and so on. And coronavirus will be brought back into whatever country, Germany, France, Italy, etc. If we don't vaccinate these people. Are they less than human beings? That's what it seems to me. The people of Africa and Asia are either not human beings or if they are human beings, then they're human beings of a lower quality. The people in, in Western Europe and, and North America and so on, they deserve so much research and, you know, so much money spent. I'm not saying it's wrong. But what I'm saying is, if we are to survive as a race, as human beings, then as the Holy Quran says, we should share the things that we have. That's what the Holy Quran says. The first verse that I read out. Parable of those who spend their wealth. who sh Or who share the good things that they have. To seek Allah's pleasure. And for the strength, the strengthening of their souls. Is as the parable of a garden. On elevated ground. Or the second one. Where it said. If you have good things, then charity is to share those good things in Allah's cause. And Allah's cause is protection of the whole of humanity. So this vaccine should be shared with people in Africa and Asia and so on. But apart from that, I find it very odd, going back to tuberculosis, that hardly any money is spent on research in containing, curing that disease. Am I being cynical when I say that uh, if this was, if people were dying in these numbers in Western Europe or North America, Billions would have been spent in research on how to find a vaccine against tuberculosis. The, the example of coronavirus makes it obvious, doesn't it? But as long as they're over there somewhere in the dark continent or in, in, in Asia and so on, what do we care about, about them? That is it. Our human then they're humans of a lesser quality, of a lesser grade. Perhaps in addition to uh, other kinds of discrimination, 
medical treatment discrimination should be outlawed at the international level so that every human being can have access to treatment against deadly diseases. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'ani lazim wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum bil ayati wa zikril hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun barrawufur rahim. I have uh, some sad news to share with you. Santo Sahab, who was uh, an important member of our organization in Holland, he was also the board member of uh, uh, the committee for the Berlin Mosque repairs and so on. He passed away a few days ago. And I understand his uh, funeral prayers have just taken place. So uh, our condolences to his family. May Allah give them the strength to bear this loss. And our prayers that may Brother Santo have all his good deeds. And there were many accepted by Allah and find grace in Allah's presence and a place amongst those who are Allah's friends. After the Friday prayers, we will say Jinaza uh, Vaibana for Samtu Sahib. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Nahmduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nominu bihi wa natabakkulu alayhi wa na'uzu billahi min shiruri anfusina wa min sayyati amalina min yakhdihillahu falamudilla lahu wa min yudlilhu falahadiyala wa ashadu la ilaha illallahu wa ashadu anna muhammadin abduhu wa rasuluh. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى آل ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى آل ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم وَخْسُلْ مَنْ خَزَلَ دِينَ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَلَا تَجْعَلْنَا مِنْهُمْ عِبَادَ اللَّهَ رَحْمَكُمُ اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَلَيْسَارِ وَإِتَائِزِ الْقُرْبَى وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَاخْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكِرِ وَالْفَوْجِ 
ஹம்துல்லாஹ வன்ஹர் அக்பர் அல்லாஹுமீன் <coughs> <coughs> அக்பர் <coughs> <coughs> அல்லாஹு அக்பர் 
Another prayer for uh, our departed brother Santu Sahib. There is no bowing or prostration. There are four takbirs. After the first takbir, we start off normally. After the second one, we say the durood. And after the third one, we pray for uh, the deceased and everyone else who might have passed away that we might know. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar.
اللہ اکبر السلام علیکم رحمۃ اللہ السلام علیکم رحمۃ اللہ Thank you for uh, joining us for today's Friday service. Um, I hope you found it useful and enjoyed the khutbah. If you have any ideas for uh, to- uh, topics on which we should speak, please email us. The email address is coming at the bottom of our uh, video broadcast. With the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz. Goodbye.